Hello there, Horribles. This is Jeremy here introducing this episode. Just wanted to let you know this is the second half of last week's episode. We are talking about the Devilman OVAs. We talked about the first one, the birth, last week. This one is going to be about the Demon Bird. Uh, They're both wild, and if you start at this one, you might not understand half of what we're saying. So definitely make sure you listen to the previous one first. Uh, We've recorded these over one night for Emily's birthday. Uh, It was wild and long, and we had to break it up into two episodes so that you guys didn't get a five-hour podcast. Uh, So, here's the Demon Bird. Uh, We will see you with a brand new episode next week. Until then, stay horrified. There was so much going on in that first one, I didn't even, like, I'm like, nope, not even going to focus. That's fine. That's. But then we got into the second one and we got into his description of predator prey relationships and the balances between them. And if predators get too much, then they eat all the prey and then there's nothing and blah, blah, blah. All right. It's well, very... Let's go ahead and, and Emily, you said you wanted to do an intro for. Yeah, I was going to do like a quick. Um... Yeah. All right. So let's do that and then we can get into all yes. the things that are wrong with the second movie. <laughs> and right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. (laughs) Hello, and we're back. We're continuing our journey through the... uh... Devilman universe here on Progressively Horrified. We are covering the second OVA, Woo. the Demon Bird uh, <laughs> of the the Devilman OVAs from the eighties and early nineties. So this is uh, <laughs> who's ready um, to get to flip the Demon Bird. Yeah, we're gonna flip the Demon Bird, folks. Um, oh yeah, and with somehow me, this is the skeevy problematic one. Yes. <laughs> Comparatively, the one where they shot a, a monster in the vagina mouth with a shotgun, not as problematic. No. <laughs> this one. <laughs> this one. Is a, there I wish moments. there was a, a word for the face you just make. Um, <laughs> but, eh? Yeah, I will never be a good enough writer to be able to describe the faces Jeremy has made during. Oh this my episode. god, we just make an emoji and put album. it in your script. I like just, that's... if I could have been making like screen caps of all of the glorious faces Jeremy has made, I would legit make a scrapbook. <laughs> I am legit. I am writing like middle schoolers texting each other, and I'm just putting like brackets, like cat emoji. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm uh since this is the squeakquel, um I am going to <laughs> do a real quick introduction. We got Jeremy Whitley, we got Ben Khan, we got Bronwyn Kelly Say, we've got Steve Say, we've got Jamie Nogochi. No. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, she broke. From the top. <laughs> Get ready for Devil Man 2 Fifle goes west. <laughs> Devil Man 2 Akira goes west. Um yeah, oh, we got on, Jeremy. I gotta, I gotta do one of these. Previously unprogressively horrified. Yes. Boobs. <laughs> Boobs. Boobs. Angry vagina. Boobs. Angry vaginas. <laughs> These guys and, are gay. And now Again, unprogressively the horrified. Have tentacles. The tentacles turn into vaginas. 
the uh, vagina teeth. Subterranean <laughs> Techno Club. Hell yeah. Murder on the dance floor. <laughs> what if Castle Frankenstein had a club underneath? And a lazy spider. Out tentacle porn, but then it becomes a tentacle-based philosophical discussion. Yeah. Ten tatas. <laughs> Ten tatas. <laughs> so we've got Jeremy Whitley. We've got Ben Con. We've got Brown One Kelly Say. We've got Steve Say. We've got Jamie Noguchi. We're here in this thrilling conclusion. <laughs> um, uh, the demon bird. So we start with absolutely no context. Now, again, this is the first one that I ever watched. Oh, oh man um i don't know if that's better or worse yeah so i found this shit <laughs> at a hollywood video yeah having like a watch anime night oh I found that's this a shit way to discover this kind of thing this like those old hollywood school mom and pop like yeah. fucking video yeah. stores yeah. yeah hell yeah shout I out found to hollywood sh- video poor we'll one find out. this shit at blockbuster <laughs> that's for sure no blockbusters fu- blockbuster was the fucking hobby no this was stores. this was behind yes. the beaded curtain for me this type yeah. of thing <laughs> Well, this is actually, I found the birth at a place called Video Droid, nice. which rest in peace, Video Droid. Shout out to Santa Rosa Katati, <laughs> Windsor. I'm pouring, I'm not going to pour it out because I'm on my drawing desk and I don't want to make the drawings wet. Uh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of wet, we've got our demon bird. Um, no context. We just, we know, no angels, no moving over the face of the water. We're just going to start out with a title card. And it's a normal evening in the McMore household. It's oh, hold evening. On. There's the cave. The cave that's talking to us for some reason. Oh, yes. yes. This is the subway or the sewer <laughs> or does, something like that. It does start. Caves not talk to y'all. Yes. Now, actually, start first the cave. Cave of wonder. This cave <laughs> calls. Splinter crank calling from the sewers. Yes. <laughs> is Devil Man a diamond in the rough? <laughs> oh, he sure is. <laughs> the de- Devil Man, actually, just the entire intellectual property <laughs> is there is a diamond in there. It is but unpolished. It is real rough. <laughs> it's real rough. So we we start with a cave. Now let's talk about Play-Doh for a minute, guys. Um, um her shadows on the. So this cave is cra- is 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 prank calling Akira Fudo in the Makamura household. <laughs> Um, good thing that he decides to pick up the phone aggressively aggressively pick up the phone <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish it would have been like it's me your dead mom and then the little kid's like Akira it's for you <laughs> <laughs> Akira your dead mom is calling and also you want me to take a like, message a fucking turtle demon <laughs> I told her the refrigerator is working <laughs> it's that joke I made oh I meant to say running <laughs> <laughs> well, Akira is running because he runs straight out the window after getting this phone call. And, now, and demon, Mickey he hates is like, glass. <laughs> Mickey is like, Akira, why are you acting so weird? Not mentioning that he has put on 40 pounds of muscle and dresses like James Dean now. And yeah. also he has fangs. A foot taller. Before yeah, Akira like, has sexually harass her or some shit. Like, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, like, I definitely, yeah. really bad. So I definitely buy the increased muscle as like, a Peter Parker, like, oh, I got superpowers, therefore I have to be in like movie star shape. Devil man muscles. Yeah. 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 So I just want to before before Akira Batman's out the window, I just want to take a second to appreciate that at one point Mickey goes up to her little brother 
and just duffs him on the head to the point where his <laughs> snack goes up into the air and she catches it in her mouth yeah as she's walking yeah it's mickey such a baller move <laughs> mickey is baller now Mickey's yeah again yeah, yeah, snack? yeah no 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 my snack seriously yeah. <laughs> Mickey Who's straight up snack? punches like a, the snack out of her brother's it's mouth. It's like a giant chocolate bar. And she's just like, Mickey should have been the devil man lady. Yeah. hundred percent. There's a, there's a version of the comics uh, where she does become demon possessed, but it's real bad. It's like, Oh, you don't say is it. <laughs> is it sexually? Is it sexually exploitative? I mean, what? I mean, based on how well they handle Mickey in this particular OVA, yeah. I'm surprised to hear you say that, Emily. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, like this shit is classy compared to a lot of iterations of this. Putting story. the ass in class. I it's will so say early. there is a like there is a scene where it's like it's like in the bathroom, like she's shirtless and Akira shirtless, and they're just like dragging each other off, and it's like. It's a moment of relatively like not gore. And I said this moment of like, yeah, this is both a bi and a gender queer moment for me right here. <laughs> yeah, no, this. Yeah. Oh, so many, so many things. Um, so um, Akira jumps out the window and goes parkouring. Um, and this whole sequence is so dope. He parkours like the Hulk. Like, yeah. Just yeah. Spreads the eagle and he oh goes my God, down How too. good a story would that be? Just the Hulk learns parkour. <laughs> I think he already knows parkour, but he just grabs onto concrete. Like it's like, it's, I don't know. Yeah, but like, like he starts fall. learning the moves. He starts learning the names. And he starts hanging out with. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I don't know who, who parkour. I was gonna say teenagers. I, I don't Warrior. think they parkour it's anymore. Me wall flip. <laughs> Hulk, Hulk American Ninja Warrior. Hulk go urban exploring. <laughs> me Hulk. Captain America. Kick, kick off, fuck you. <laughs> Hulk check out Bushwick. <laughs> um, what we need is the Devilman Hulk crossover. Is what you're saying? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Someone drew. Someone drew like a Devilman. Actually. Uh, fucking Mike Mignola drew a picture of Devil Man and Hellboy, and I just fucking exploded. <laughs> fucking, That's dope. It's, it's it was for be- like a special thing, like a fifty-year anniversary thing, and um, in Japan. And Devilman Mike Mignola like, sound like they could be like a Batman and Robin kind of situation. <laughs> like I really well, want to see the comic. I feel like, like, again, Hellboy, like Hellboy definitely has shades of Devil Man, and just in that sense of like using the power of demons to fight demons yeah i feel like devil man is definitely the senpai though like oh yeah Hell, he's hellboy man. is like a little chibi compared to the crazy shit devil man would do yeah. mm-hmm. devil man's like okay like, son how many tits have you ripped up yeah yeah <laughs> I, I got this hand oh yeah well look at all this shit yeah <laughs> how many vagina cars have you killed hellboy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can shoot lasers with my head. Okay. Yeah. I'm just I've saying. got WD. Not That's saying. why the I'm new Hellboy movie bombed. Not enough vagina cars. Yeah. <laughs> I want shot a vagina has... car just to watch it bleed. David <laughs> <laughs> Harbor, take notes. <laughs> oh my god. If they if if they manage to do the next Hellboy reboot, which will happen, and do it like a like a Gona guy style. In I don't care if it's rated X or whatever in I right like, well 
I want I want to see James Gunn do Hellboy, but specifically like trauma era James Gunn. Oh yeah. Well, Guillermo del Toro is apparently a big Gona guy fan. Ooh. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll he has pictures up on his Twitter of him and the Devil Man statues and him being like, I've seen that. Yeah. It gives yeah. him boners. It just gives him. Oh my god! You know he's like. Mm, 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 mm. Find someone um, that looks at you the way Guillermo del Toro looks at his favorite Godzilla monster. Yeah. <laughs> right? So find someone who looks at you like Akira or like Rio looks at Akira. Um, <laughs> no, don't. Because Rio looks at Akira and is like, yes, I can use you. For yeah, both. like that Sting song. <laughs> yeah, like that is pure. Like, I will use you both practically and sexually. Okay, that that's fair. Rio looks at Akira. That's how Rio looks at a lot of yeah. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Rio looks like here. It's like you are mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. Um. This but this whole montage of Akira like going parkouring is so fucking cool. Um. And there's like some synth, and you know we see like metropolitan Tokyo, and finally we get to a mouth of a tunnel. Um, and apparently uh, Kira was being called by his mom's ghost. No, it was a turtle with googly eyes. And this is uh, Jinmen. Jinmen's name can be literally translated as human face. Yeah. Um, which is appropriate because his shell is covered with faces. I can um, honestly say that I've never in my life seen a turtle that has Freddy Krueger's chest for a shell. Right? <laughs> yeah. You, you've seen that, right? You've seen Freddy with his with his shirt off. Yeah. And he has like all the, the demon faces. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. We're yeah. headed back there in two weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen Freddy shirtless. To which I say, is he like? normal bodied or is he like really ripped like he's been like working he has the souls of his victims in his chest and so there's faces and arms and everything like crying and reaching out of the bird flesh i can't tell if that's creepier or silly if he's also like super ripped and has really well-defined abs like (laughs) i don't think you can tell with all those arms yeah right (laughs) they're all like yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> the souls is a damn trapped inside and he's swole as fuck <laughs> all of the little souls on his chest all had like abs too yeah, <laughs> no. get ready for my 36 pack yeah. inception abs yeah. they do have he does they do have boobs though at one point there is a very there is a, a woman who cries out and reaches out of freddy's chest and it is just chest first Bless. Yeah. So uh that, that tracks with Freddy as a, yeah. as a creature. So apparently Jin Men is a demon politician because he argues that he's more humane than mankind because he doesn't kill what he eats. He just keeps those he eats perpetually trapped alive, suffering on his shell forever. Um, including yeah, I, Akira's mom. Which at first you keep I using thought, that word. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was gonna be like, ah, he's just trying to trick you. Those are trappy thoughts, those are distractions. But then Akira's the ghost of Akira's mom shows up and she's just like, kill the fuck out of me, please. It's like, oh no. I don't is... like this, kill me. Yeah. Oh no, evil turtle demon was telling the truth. This is bad. Yeah, so so 
um, Akira is too shy to transform into Devil Man in front of his mom, and then his mom is like, "Nah, no, yeah, listen, it. fucking mood. This shit <laughs> happened. You gotta look at my guts." Yeah, which, which leads to my favorite line in this whole thing, which is, "I'll have to show you my angry form." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding on to that one for later. Just yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um we see a flashback about how she really died and then akira is like all right cool this is on and he righteously kills the shit out of this cool fight he kills rips the, the sh- fucking shell off of this demon yeah okay, and a bunch of hot lakes come out like just- the <laughs> demon injures him first and they are in a sewer and they are in the sewer like they are in the I water they are that. fully it's submerged and he's fuck oh my god like Infection. i'm sorry but he is devil man the walking infection <laughs> well listen he can automatically cauterize his wounds with his like heat powers not no there's sorry. something about a turtle with a really <laughs> long neck that's just inherently creepy yeah. yeah well that's the thing is jin man doesn't doesn't only have like crazy mouth eat you shell oh his eyes do the fucking yeah yeah, he has how, like crazy. How he's not constantly vert- like filled yeah. with vertigo with the eyeballs all and going he can in different turn directions. His shell like, into a spike. Yeah, he can spike up his shell. He's got well, he's got chameleon he was eyes. Clearly turned on. His shell got I was a lot really bigger. Hoping <laughs> you know who would really fuck man. this guy up? Mario Mario. What I was yeah. hoping <laughs> with those fucking eye socks, which are creepy and gross. Was that I was hoping Devil Man would just like grab each like the eye stock and just like pull pull him out. out. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't Um, he punch through his mom into the turtle's heart? He definitely does. He punches through right through the mom, which he punches right through the mom, and she relaxes her face, relaxes into a smile, and she finds peace. Normally, you gotta pay a lot of money for that kind of therapy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. So, yeah, and then uh, he also has, like, fucking yoga arms and yoga neck and yoga everything and, like, fucking Freddy nails. So, got a lot of Freddy Guys, stuff going on Does he doss him from, like, Street Fighter? I mean, <laughs> he does stretch. Some there is a not as problematically racist. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's um, the one thing that Devil Man Just a creepy, horrible does... turtle monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not racist. At least it's I mean, the monster probably. itself might be racist, but the movie's portrayal of the monster—that <laughs> yeah, yeah. monster's racist. definitely racist. Yeah, a lot of these monsters are probably racist. Uh, the monster's racist. Fuck. I feel like Rio is probably racist, but in like weird, oh, unexpected yeah. ways. And he always yeah. just drops it away, where he's like, "Wait, what did he just say?" Like, oh, we're already moving on. I can't call him he out on it. Into but casual conversation. I mean, yeah. we already know he's deeply misogynist. So yeah, <laughs> deeply. She- Jin Men is like He's like fucking Jay Gatsby racist. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jin Men's like writes like fucking mm. apologist blogs, and he's like, "Well, I have a lot of friends who are blah blah blah." Oh, no. <laughs> Got here. Yeah. Um. One of them. All right. So, um, the Devil Man is victorious, and he he. Uh, but he's emotionally rattled. Akira freaks out and like punches the shit out of some walls and leaves the shell in the subway to be discovered by some poor. I mean, workers. I feel like, and again, this is where pacing and this is where we end up with like the downside of character writing and pacing taking 
a real backseat to like great bad shit, crazy violence and yeah. incredible visuals is like this doesn't feel like the culmination of like a movie and a half of Akira coming to terms with what happened to his parents. Like mm-hmm. I feel like his parents were mentioned in a sense of exposition to explain why he's living at like Mickey's house. And other than that, like his angst towards his parents and their disappearance doesn't come up until he gets that phone call. Mm -hmm. Somehow like the, the thing that killed his parents is like the cold open monster of this movie. Like it's actually gin men, but they changed his design. Yeah. No, (laughs) I'm saying like gin man is like, Jinmen is like the cold open monster of the story that it's like hey and now he's gonna fight the thing that killed his parents okay on to the rest of the story yeah <laughs> i feel like this is yeah. where like we kind of have like where we're adapting multiple arcs of a serialized story mm. in yeah. like a movie where it's like a story that's meant to be one story right after another rapid fire plots and new villains and now we're trying to, to adapt it into like a yeah. three a three act singular movie structure. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just that uh, superhero movies and Batman in particular have trained me for this, but uh, the guy that killed your parents and then step up to that to a bird lady that really fucking hates you is, <laughs> is a weird transition to me. Right? Well, yeah, it definitely reminded me of because I just recently watched uh, the Demon Slayer movie which did the big difference of instead of doing a like a non-canon side story like you'd see like you typically see in especially shown in anime movies uh it's just the next arc so it makes it makes zero pretensions it makes zero attempt to catch you up to introduce you to the story it is in no way treating itself like movie number 1 it is treating itself like episode number 27. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And still one of the most highest grossing films of 2020. No, no, not one of the. Okay. It is the first time in film history that a non-American film was the number one movie of the entire year. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's Demon amazing. Slayer, the anime, the movie Mugen Train. Yeah, the, the infin- not Infinity Train, which is a no, different that was th- that name. That name was taken. Yeah, <laughs> well, but Mook and Train does mean an infinity train, which is also not an infinite train. There's only eight cars. They established that very early on. <laughs> but it's, it's but a very Mugen's finite the train. reason it's there. I don't know. Um, all right. So um, after this battle, the next day, um, Akira goes to the hospital to see oh Rio. Rio's alive. Right. Imagine being seeing this the first time and being like, okay, I guess he's gonna see it. Who what? Oh, I guess he's going to the hospital to see his boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, wow, this is gay. But okay, so that <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes because um not only is like Akira visibly embarrassed to see Rio with his shirt off, but he, like Rio is crawling with these nurses that are like all about you know fawning over him and shit and then they're like now visitor don't tire mr oscar out he is recovering and akira's like whatever 
shuts the door in their faces and all these chicks are watching they're just like whoa what's going on here it's like <laughs> and then um he is recovering that man is about to climb a fucking tower to shoot at a bird lady right yeah <laughs> and fucking akira is like okay now i'm gonna tell you about my urges yeah <laughs> then cut to later and they're hanging out they might as well be smoking and cuddling. God, is anyone else getting queer vibes from Rio and Akira? <laughs> what? I'm starting to think yeah, there really might be queer like subtext. This is like, yeah, we we have, as a group, have stretched so far uh-huh. to find that queer representation. <laughs> And this is like, they're not kissing. It's not like Yuri on ice level, like, hello, I love you. Or, you know, it's not like Kaoru Nagisa being like, hey, I love you. You're worthy of my grace. Oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. Did, did, did not... I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting this more from vibes than any actual content or dialogue. But the relationship it kind of made me think of was Shinji and Kawaru from Evangelion. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, this 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 is the inspiration for that. Not I don't know if it this particular OVA, but definitely Devil Man was a huge inspiration and Mazinger. So you know that's a thing. But yeah, Kaoru uh, Rio was cited as a as a reference um, and as an inspiration for Kaoru. Um, also, ah, I, n- I nailed it with my literary analysis. Woo! Also, he's uh, part of. Eva. Yeah, yeah Ava. <laughs> Kaoru and Rio are part of the um I've caused the apocalypse because I am gay starter pack. <laughs> <laughs> um it true. Oh wah, wah. Yeah. So um, I feel like it's only a matter of time before Harley Quinn ends up on that list for right, one I think shenanigan she or another. It better be. God damn it. Mm-hmm. You're worthy of my grace, poison ivy. Harley's gonna start <laughs> the next crisis. Yeah, there yes. Go. Um, so Rio's been thinking, and he's like, maybe demons aren't all bad. And then he talks about the ecosystem. And poorly. he talks about the ecosystem poorly. No, he, yeah, <laughs> he's like, fucking, he never went to school. Herbivores, um, the natural enemies of plants. Yeah. Carnivores, the natural enemies of herbivores. I mean, this this is ecology 101. Like, this is not. This is not in-depth analysis here. I mean, I can pull these graphs up off of Google. <laughs> what if, what if demons are exist. natural part of the ecosystem uh, no, and they're they here legit, to be our Google enemies? Google didn't exist, but the graphs did. They were in textbooks. The graphs did exist and also... Yeah. Like, Somewhere in that fucking haunted mansion, they had to have an encyclopedia Britannica. Right? Like, yeah. Now, in all of this about demons being humanity's natural enemies, where do the angels and their lasers fit in? Yeah, that's a good question. We we don't answer that question yet because um, I would say angels that are, would then be the natural enemies to the demons. But we saw them fight, and the demons fucking ate the shit out of them. Well, some of the angels exploded the entire fucking Being mountain fuck range. Seraphim, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just the one angel. They got, they got eight wings. They're... Them like them non-eight wing angels just got <laughs> they just got like fucking eaten like they're Lena Luther in Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, she was demons, dirty, man. <laughs> I guess the demons were jealous of their tits. They, they were, were like, tits. wait, 
Some of the demons had tits, but I remember the demon in the beginning of that one did have like asymmetrical tits. (laughs) There were definitely asymmetrical tits. I remember that Mm -hmm. distinctly. We need better looking boobs. Fuck (laughs) them. Well, again, again, it's those, and then evolution, (laughs) and eventually they're moth ladies and bird ladies and merging with simp turtles and. (laughs) <laughs> and I okay, so Bird Lady, talk to me about Bird Lady because I was a little confused. Was Bird Lady supposed to be an angel because she had the wings on the head the way the angels did? But she seemed like a demon, and she seemed to know the demon that is possessing I Akira. She so, interpreted they, her as, they the, some... as a bird-themed demon, and resemblances to angels were coincidental. Fair is what I thought. And like, yeah, oh, my, why, why my the theory beef? is that this is Earth Three <laughs> Hawk Girl. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or possibly just what a Shiar looks like naked. Yeah, um, okay. Oh, yeah. Because because Shiar are bird based beings that for some reason also have boobs. Xavier, um, just nasty, nasty freak. Yeah, Xavier. True form. Yeah, well, yes. when uh, the what are what's her nuts from the Shiar Empire, she can actually fire off her arms and see. Yeah, this is this is just like All this right. is just we have bird. to make a promise. If any of us ever get to write X-Men, we got to do what we can to sneak in to yo, like yo, Xavier's I... real into Devil Man for not a good reason. Fucking <laughs> 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 like uh, uh, Logan <laughs> opens the door and he's like, sees uh, Shire Empress with like fucking wings on her head. <laughs> yes. He has a bunch Xavier... of Tonkoban in the back. It's just in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Like Cyrene Dojins and stuff. <laughs> you have so it's many? like they're floating in front of him. Yeah. Um, God, so... I want to say like which X Men would read the most manga, but it's Kitty Pride. Oh sure. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Uh, Jubilee. I still think Kitty Pride would have her beat. No, yeah, I that's the thing. I don't though. believe Jubilee is enough of a reader. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> she has those big glasses. <laughs> Those yeah. aren't prescription glasses. Those are glasses to reflect the fluorescent glare of the shopping mall that mm-hmm. is her natural environment. I, no, I no like Jubilee a... could kick Kitty Pride's ass at Street Fighter. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like Who is better I at Boy video be games? Like, fan. Jubilee. <laughs> Which one's that? iBoy? iBoy has. Um, like literal like eyes all over his body. And I believe they grant him some kind of like minor psychic abilities. He's he's a like a he's like a Xavier High School. That student. makes sense. Okay. He's a more recent. Mind, if you extend it to anything I related where it's like mind's eye, that's a thing people uh-huh. say. It sounds like it sounds like a, one of the demons that we see on screen in this so, area. <laughs> yeah, I hope he has the secondary power of like hitting him in the eyes don't hurt because otherwise that would just be constant like and you kind of hope that he has 2020 because it would really suck to get glasses <laughs> maybe some of the eyes can like see different uh contacts different yeah <laughs> all, over the place. all right all so... season's got to be shit for that dude oh my god oh, <laughs> eye <Eye> drops. Drops. <laughs> <laughs> he just like Bathe takes an eye, eye drop bath yeah i bet jubilee is into like k-dramas and chinese oh, totally and stuff. oh yeah all the Asian drama channels, like she's 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 flicking through Netflix and watching all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Emily. Definitely check the, check the chat. <laughs> all right. Let me see what this is about. 
good representation. Oh, but he has such good long hair. Kitty Pride writes the fan fiction and Jubilee reads the fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. They they have they they do it together. Okay. So um Akira's mad at, at Rio for talking shit about uh how the ecosystem works um and starts manhandling him but um rio isn't down for round two so they just decide that akira's the apex predator the end diplomacy (laughs) um and now we see our baddest assist bitch of them all siren or serene or Celine or shirinu or whatever now it's spelled shirinu in katakana and like in in the books um but that also can be, I don't know why those characters were used because, you know, they could also spell it Shiden. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Um, so I call her Siren because she's a bird lady mm-hmm. with boobs. Um, and uh, she's so very short on accessories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, but is. she has incredibly manicured plumage feathers Heather yes. plumage. Her, her merkin is sort of bird shaped too i don't know if that's she what has they a, were going yeah for. her merkin goes like all the way up her thigh like like she's wearing a thong made out of feathers but it doesn't go all the way up to the hip i mean i understand for like courtesy but the fact that her tail feathers don't cover her entire ass crack just yeah Who's the who's the bird character from He-Man Masters of the Universe? The uh, sorceress? Is it I I could be like her, big, her like, sister cloaky <laughs> bits. I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> was was there a Hawkeye and Buck Rogers? Yes, there's um yes. yeah, and Brian Blessed uh, played him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That yes. little hawk ship that would like grab his plane and do shit <laughs> yeah no you're 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 that's a thing <laughs> um I, i'm old i was just like i remember another hawk guy we're getting hawk people so we hawks. are getting uh yes. Hawkman in the Black any... Adam movie nice. played by aldous hodge and i'm yep. excited for that yep. although silver hawks did have monstar they did i so in the 90s or like early 2000s when all the 90s comics were coming out like the transformers and the gi joe and all the all those properties i i was always wondering why no one picked up silverhawks for a license because it was ripe for the taking and it made just as much sense as all the other dumb shit that was coming out (laughs) (laughs) thundercats was better yeah i mean i mean there was a thundercats comic too and like there was a Battle of the Planets comic. I was just, I was like, I was waiting for, I didn't know anybody in the industry at the at that time. Yeah. So I was like, somebody needs to get Silverhawks. Well, I, I want to know, and maybe it's Ted Turner just clutching this fucking IP to his goddamn grave. Uh, who has the rights to Captain Planet? Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. I thought there was Captain Planet comic situations. I don't know. Like that to me just feels like, Especially right, like just do just reboot Captain Planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep the mullet and everything. Um, I want Grant. Let Grant Morrison reboot Captain Planet. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we're ready for that. <laughs> I I would like a Gona Guy version of Silverhawks. <laughs> well, the thing about Silverhawks is that it had the 
there was a guy who had like like a learning disability or something that I don't, I'm not remembering. I am, I, my Silverhawks knowledge is quite thin. I just I, remember that he was like the brother of the like chick. Oh, like I, I was like Ironheart and something else. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember. I remember this from the Fantastic Four parody from Venture Brothers. <laughs> and it was, there was also a, there was also a guy in G.I. Joe that was, I guess, supposed to have that going on too. Um, but I haven't, I haven't watched G.I. Joe since I watched it in the middle of the night on like fucking Tubi or whatever. Are you thinking <laughs> of the Copper Kid? I or think Steelheart and Steel Will? I think it might be Steelheart. I, I will say for the new G.I. Joe movies, I think they've totally lost sight of the franchise's original core message and appeal, which is why when they ever they make another one, it needs to be a live action movie of grown adults in silly costumes just busting into situations to give kids safety information. <laughs> just make the Fensler film, uh, <laughs> the, hey, the uh, GI Joe OSHA violation. Just <laughs> bring Channing Tatum back and like dress him up in a silly costume and have him tell kids not to play near power lines. Are you Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> <laughs> Um, something something pork chop sandwiches five stars. <laughs> pork chop sandwich. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> Siren <laughs> flying through the sky, and apparently she was a comrade in arms of Ammon, which is the demon that possessed Akira, which we don't really know except for what Siren tells us, and then the like two seconds in the original in in the birth where they're like, "Hey, Ammon, what the fuck?" and then uh akira's like i'm not Ammon, i'm devil man and that's they're like oh, they, that's all we get yeah um but apparently she was like uh yeah she she was she had a respect for Ammon. Uh, maybe they were fucking i don't know i oh, mean totally i got were. that vibe yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they were let's let's not fuck it let's not fuck around yeah um crybaby makes that clear oh yeah oh good okay yeah. there we go well not in a good way oh, but um crybaby makes that very clear yeah, <laughs> Look, when demons say the beast with two backs, I'm worried about how literal that can get. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, they do merge together, but who knows? Maybe that's why she got head wings. I don't know. Um, actually, mean, more of like this that explanation, like any power you see these demons have, like assume it comes from them amalgamating with any number of unseen demons throughout their life, other demons throughout. Oh, their yeah. Lifetime. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so. We see that for just a second. And now there's a beach episode and Akira's wearing this hot black Speedo. Um, <laughs> and Mickey straight up slaps him in the ass, which I'm like, thank, this is, this is fantastic. I um, know. I love she's her. She's wearing more clothes than him. Um, Mickey, you know, going, what she, going after what she wants in a dream sequence. Yeah. Um, and, and she freaking then, teleports too. Yeah. She teleports from the top of the bluff until all of a sudden she's by, by the volleyball court. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah well it's a, yeah it's a dream sequence there's a glacier suddenly and then suddenly he's naked and then there's a they're in the club again but it's also in a petrified forest that is frozen and then there's a then akira rios is it rio attacking mickey but it's akira attacking what the fuck it's it's whack um and then we see this giant demon frozen upside down and it has um 
Mickey a pail on its tooth. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. And then Mickey wakes him up, but he's not sure if he's awake. So he has to check to make sure that Mick- Mickey is not impaled. So he flips up her uh, nightie to expose her. Her panties are cute. They are really cute. They're fucking cute. Like, I frankly just didn't, I didn't understand what the argument was about because yeah. and until like later on when she's talking about it and she's like, I guess I have to get some frilly lacy panties. I was like, yeah, that was some real like, oh, I'll show him. I'll put on lingerie for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's like, do something about your doing? panties. That sounds like, stupid. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And then she's like, I just won't wear any. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I mean, that is what the movie decides to go with is no <laughs> panties. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of uh, uh, mystique there um, for for Akira. But um, yeah, so he flips up a robe and, and flashes her panties and she punches him right in the fucking nose and gives him a nosebleed, which is, you know. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't go. Yeah. Which is. I really appreciate it. Yeah. She punches him straight in the nose. And then she's like, hey, I'll stay with you because you're having nightmares. Yeah. A week. <laughs> and he's like, your dad would kill me. And I'm like, dude, you just fucking flipped up her shirt and looked at her panties. Like, yeah. Yeah. You have crossed that sexual harassment bridge already. Yeah. 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 Um, what, and then what river he- does that bridge go over? Uh, <laughs> not one we want the to rivers in. of <laughs> the, no, rivers, I, the, the I, rivers full of water which apparently is why boobs i get big i was hoping yeah, some bloated. kind of wordplay would come to me halfway through the sentence but no such luck <laughs> yeah i was trying to make that sometimes work sometimes it works sometimes i just start talking and eventually if i keep doing it long enough i come up with a reasonable thing to end the sentence but not that time <laughs> that's demon roulette my friend yeah that's but writing that's sometimes you get gin men sometimes you get amon <laughs> yeah there you go sometimes you get agwell but um <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> apparently Akira Fuda doesn't know how tits work. Yeah. Um, because, Is that a surprise? Yeah, no. <laughs> I guess not because he knows, I mean, he and, and Rio probably have um, ventured. Yeah. But um, he's like, I'm not going to take a bath. I don't want to get bloated. And Mickey's like, I take baths all the time. What the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, but you're bloated because you have big titties. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that's that's, that's not how question. titties work. Yeah. <laughs> if it did, all mermaids would have bigger boobs, but you don't see that. They would do you, Kira? Think. Your brain. Where are all the mermaid boobs then? Yeah, like why <laughs> wouldn't all mermaids it. be floating? Yeah. I guess if they're if the water, then they would be sinking. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um, you know who also doesn't know how things dumber. work? Akira, when that thing is boobs. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty so, unfamiliar with the concept. He's a so apparently dumb he's summer child. <laughs> apparently he's stupid enough to go all the way back around to almost gaslighting like Miki on how her own boobs work. And she's like, maybe they do absorb water. <laughs> she does. Uh, when she's in the bathroom, she's like, they're not bloated with water. 
Like, what the... What the, the fuck, fuck is God. wrong with him? <laughs> so, um, yeah, she... It's a good thing he's pretty now that he magically gained 40 like, <laughs> pounds of muscle and a fashion sense. Yeah, yeah well, like, I think that's why she doesn't question it. She's just like, damn. Yeah. I... Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> just do some push-ups. Just shut up and do some push-ups. Exactly. Oh, stop, stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So meanwhile, um, Siren is uh, executing her ingenious plan. She she makes it rain water from the sky because she doesn't <laughs> want the moon to watch. Yeah. Okay. I mean, is that going back to the moon-shaped angel sparkle circle thing that I think she's Look, she just, just knows what's up and that the moves and the moon's a goddamn horny perv. Yeah, the, That's the, or the based- moon is like has too much sense for this shit. That's basic astrology. You don't want <laughs> the moon watching you. Checks out. Um, and where the CIA uh, puts all their spy stuff on the moon. Hollow moon. <laughs> Fuck off, it's the dark yeah. side. <laughs> What's the thing? It's like she's called either Sir, Sir, Siren or Celine. So maybe yeah. like uh, she's got a moon affinity. I don't know. Exactly. Um, she got a. She got a fantastically big booty. I just like, like avert your eyes, Moon. You're too innocent for this. <laughs> yeah. And then she um, she summons Agwell and Gelmer, um, the latter of which, first of which, Agwell, we don't know about yet. Gelmer is like a fucking dope water mantis thing. Um, really uses- awesome introduction, too, mm-hmm. to oh, that yeah. character when the lightning's going off and it's just kind of there and then yeah. it isn't. Yeah, there is some I was going to point this out before, but I'll bring it up now. Yeah, there is a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street elements to this particular OVA. Like there are just hardcore vibe, like dream dream warrior type vibes going on in this one that I absolutely loved. And we're just about to get into a lot of it here as these things kind of like invade the house and start to torture everybody within. We haven't talked about it on this show yet, but this one also really reminds me of the movie Hausu. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, yes. I heard a lot about love it. that movie. That. Which is I have, just, yeah, I haven't seen it's it a either. Real, it's a real fucked up Japanese horror movie that doesn't make <laughs> a lot of sense, but this house really does start attacking people and like yeah, killing people in, in random nonsensical ways. All right. Um, oh, it feels when a lot you... like the way that this little, yeah, I'm done. little one... <laughs> Uh, interacts with the walls where you know people are like Stop singing through down floors my and stuff. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. I, so, mm. well, at some well, point, we gotta do an episode about Haosu. I hope real quick. My first time watching Haosu was on a boat in the bottom of the boat while sitting in a beanbag chair. Oh no! <laughs> it was incredible. It was a giant boat, the Roxoff boat in uh, Manhattan off of one of the piers and built to spill played in the main cabin later that night. But like oh all throughout the day, my friend was co-owner of the boat. Our friend, Bill. Oh Roman. yeah. 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 Bill's boat where he had built to spill play. There was a movie theater in the basement part and it was Holy all just shit. beanbag chairs around. And we sat, sat around watching house. It was amazing. Oh my God. That's fucking incredible. Oh, it was so good. Um, <laughs> what was his name? Doug from uh, Built to Spill. He did a DJ set after the main set was done. And it was like, it went till two o'clock in the morning. It was incredible. 
this sounds like unreal it sounds like the dopest dream i've ever had it was it was it was sick i i was it was one of the coolest nights that i had with with that group of friends we used to we, we i my concert stories emily will talk sometime oh, some of please. them would blow your mind i've been no, to you've, a you've lot of cool you. shit <laughs> this is like the time that i had uh dinner with raymond Derek. um in healdsburg like that's like as fucking surreal as that sounds so surreal. Um, or when I went to the uh, the house in winter, no, it was in Occidental where the guy, the, the people who lived at this house had paintings that Salvador Dali had done of them. What? Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah, I was like, anyway. I'll, do, I'll do one more and then we can move on. I once saw Godspeed You Black Emperor perform in a church in what? Manhattan, they had like holographic lights. So the beginning of the set, there were just flickers of flames. By the end of the set, the entire back of the church was engulfed in flames. Whoa! It, we in, all in, said, in fake ones or real ones? No, no, no. In, in fake, in fake flames. But they had like holographic lights that were projecting all the flames all around the church, and the seating for the concert were the church pews. So you had to sit in the pews while watching Godspeed You Black Emperor. And it was loud as shit. Oh, I'm sure. Oh God, it was so loud. Did they did they do that um that song with the sample that's like I have traveled through the dark serpentines? And- I'm sure that they did. That was it was a long set. It was about a two and a half hour show. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's that's like that's a good standard for Godspeed, yeah. Yeah. Um all right. Speaking of of Godspeed. Um, <laughs> so the, the Siren's um, ingenious plan is going into effect. Meanwhile, Mickey has her own diabolical plan to get back at Akira for insulting her adorable panties by wearing different panties. Um, <laughs> by wearing sexier panties, which will show yeah. him. Yeah, show exactly. Him. Literally. But, but. Yeah. Because he's never seen one of those before. <laughs> no, he did see the tits all over. Yeah, he saw tits turn into Audrey one and Audrey two. Okay, Mickey, but you know Mickey doesn't know that. I guess. Okay, so um, by the end of this, he will have seen her butt plenty. Yes, um, and we have a pretty classic horror movie bath scene, um, and as as uh, um, Gilmer just- is. I'm just glad that the bath scene that this movie was made early enough that it couldn't rip off the bath scene from Satoshi Kon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this is this is a very classic horror movie stuff where the Gelmer is using the water to stalk Mickey, and he is the water and also the reflections. And there's some really fantastic animation here where like her reflection becomes Gelmer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Gilmer's in like the, the the glint of the water. And it's actually pretty interesting how she like, you know, she's in there and she's getting ready to get into the bath. Japanese baths are so dope. Um, mm-hmm. Actually deep. And um, and then she suddenly has this, this uh, sense like someone's watching her. Um, and... Uh, Gelmer hasn't struck yet, but Akira can sense his his demon senses are are tingling. Um, and uh, 
he he's like okay something's going on here and then he hears mickey's little brother tare freaking out um and then we get to one of the most incredible visuals in this mm-hmm. entire thing in my opinion which is um uh, uh mickey's parents being half submerged in the wall and they have this sequence which is right out of your nightmares which is uh as uh, mickey's mother is sort of falling through the ceiling yeah and the lights are flickering as she's like phasing through them um and uh it's super evocative like it, it it's something about the foley and um just the the uh incremental way that she like falls through um and he doesn't but- help her he just looks just like, like I, I don't know what the fuck is and going i mean on. Yeah. fair enough because what but yeah like how is this demons or is this just a poorly made house yeah. <laughs> well it's gonna be a pretty fucked up house pretty soon yeah and yeah. The, the scene with the the dad stuck halfway through the wall is really it's really disturbing they they did something very similar in the first season of uh legion um mm-hmm. and that was oh, yeah. with somebody halfway through the wall and that shit is creepy as fuck yeah. yeah that in star trek the motion picture or one of the star treks where someone beams in and they're half in between like a like a wall or something oh yeah, yeah. they die yeah that's yeah it's fucking terrifying yeah i see why uh dr mccoy doesn't like to transport um and so akira has confirmed that shit is indeed whack rio also <laughs> we see and he's like and I made an expression, and that's it. Um, so, <laughs> my boyfriend's uh, in trouble. Yeah, my boy. He has. He also has boyfriend. boyfriend and, is tingling. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but Akira is like, okay, well, I can't fight the wall right now, so I'm gonna go for Mickey. So, and so he finds her, um, caught by Gilmer in a, uh, in the bathtub in like a, uh, um. In water, this, she's in water. This Mickey fun. stuff is a weird place because, like, I like the horror movie element of it. It is, you know, scary and terrifying. But also, they're really playing up the titillation of Mickey as this really like this character who's supposed to be very, very innocent, and we're spying on in this bit. And they're really yeah. just like mm-hmm. playing that up in a way that is incredibly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm yeah the um the character of mickey is so much more developed and in not even in devil band crybaby but in the in the comics and she is ultimately fridged in the comics more water in there yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) she yeah she's she's fridged and apparently gona guy did not want to fridge her um when he uh when he was writing the story but it was sort of like up against the end of the series um but um you know of course none of that is known if you if you haven't read anything about it all we see in the ova is her just like after all of her great personality and then just be completely gacked by this this demon um and she's basically unconscious for the rest yeah. of the she's the, just naked and out yeah yeah, yeah he, is, he is hauling her around bare ass under his arm as he's jumping around the house yeah so, 
here's where he actually he has identified the other demon, which is Aguel, who can wait make walls melt and stuff. Um, is that his power? Because I thought Aguel's power was just to die. <laughs> no, he, he could make the walls ripple. That was him. That's how he got the parents into the walls. Yeah, and stuff. right. Um, that was. Yeah, I do appreciate but, as soon as they start fighting, uh, there's not really a fight. Aguil's like a trash demon. Um, yeah, he really is. Yeah, and, and he does get the great. I'll be waiting for you in hell before he dies. <laughs> and then, uh, and Akira responds by saying, "No one wants to date you." <laughs> but can we talk about Akira's attack eyebrows? Yes. Yeah. Like, so, what happened? What? What? Why? What? Why? So apparently now, not only can he turn into Devil Man, but he can like use his Devil Man powers while he's still in human form. So one of which includes a laser, which in the original series is defined as the Debutu Beam. Also, it's a really powerful laser. He is just like, he is ending dudes with that laser. Yeah, he's like, you know, fucking using his third eye laser to to fuck up Aguel. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then, but he ultimately kills Aguel with his eyebrows. With his attack eyebrows. They're like he antenna he like yeah he pokes his eyes out with his eyebrows and then oh oh jeremy's got some fierce eyebrow game too (laughs) i i can't do this but he's got like little antenna eyebrows white now i can't even see my eyebrows (laughs) i can't do the cool yeah and so and he fucking decapitates agwell with the eyebrows (laughs) and he also shuts the door after himself Good for him. Because he's polite. Exactly. He's polite. His power set is whatever Gona guy says it is. Oh, yeah. right? Sure yeah. It is, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say the one thing about Devilman Crybaby that makes it very, very, like, that that is superior to other Devilman iterations is that it has this new version of the original Devilman theme song, which is a fucking hit. Does it have Gosh. the do do do's in it? Because I was rocking. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> Here comes our karaoke. <laughs> Wait. Fuck. And then there's like fucking. <laughs> and then they talk about his powers and they're like w jump and w beam and w wing and w like the common writer theme it is like, basically a common writer theme. Yeah. <laughs> or like the getter the fucking getter robo theme speaking of another thing that gona guy uh invented which was all the robots becoming in big all the things becoming a big robot also that's a getter robo um nice guts guts get our guts <laughs> these songs are fucking slaps okay i love it um all right so um mickey has now swallowed some demon water and agwell or excuse me gelmer's power like gelmer is like possessing her a little bit you know what i'm glad the swallowing it was where they went with that because i was worried oh yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and then Akira uses a very, very medically sound method to get the water out, which 
is actually nicely chased where she he's kind of like shaking her gently by the shoulders yeah um which i'm really glad that they didn't have him giving her the heimlich um i was worried he was gonna do what they did in jojo's in the situation was just punch through the person but he doesn't have healing punches like they did in jojo's no no ham on here just ammon so Um, i have the movie playing on my second monitor and when he rushes miki into the room he closes the door with his eyebrows. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's polite. Those are some powerful eyebrows. Yeah, I think he just right? wanted to show off his new eyebrow powers. Yeah, well, because he's holding what her I with can both do. hands. He just mm-hmm. like he just r- ushers her through the door, and his eyebrows are chilling behind him, and shut the door behind. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, are they retractable? Like, what? Yes. I don't know. Do they just they come out and then they come back in? Um, I mean, as as they said in uh, the Shape of Water. Ah, yes. They're like um, antennae. <laughs> Utilitarian antennae. Uh, I just did the. Uh, I guess <laughs> I don't know um, American Sign Language, but apparently this is the the symbol for <laughs> you dick out if you're a fish man. <laughs> Talk about the shape of water. Ha ha ha. Am I right? Um, <laughs> Gilmer. Gonagai. Guillermo del Toro. There Here go. it is. Okay. So, um, uh, so apparently more science is used on Gilmer because oh. uh, apparently his slug for a butt is also made of water. So Akira sets a sheet on fire to make it evaporate. And I then- just fighting a water monster with fire. Yeah, it's Pokemon wasn't invented yet. Um, This one hurt my heart. Okay, my PPE wearing science loving heart. Yeah, they couldn't give him electricity powers because the bird lady's gonna have electricity powers later. Yeah, and and electricity use the laser. Like (laughs) he needed like an area of effect attack, but then he just punches Agwell in the slug butt and like drags his fist through right or not agwell gelmer whatever the fuck um <laughs> but mickey's out cold she she misses the mess um akira's demonic powers i guess remain secret um you know there's structural damage to the house the younger brother is traumatized and mom and dad i guess are still stuck in the walls or ceiling but and there's purple demon blood everywhere um and it's gonna be a bitch to explain in the morning because like yeah akira you saved your girlfriend from the demons but dad, you're worried about dad. We've established that you're worried about dad. Yeah. And dad's going to wake up and discover his daughter in a bed naked with no sheets covered in blood with a new skylight that is a housing code violation. <laughs> <laughs> and dad, yeah. So maybe that's why they didn't do the, the third one because it was just Akira versus the dad. Um, yeah. And then so. Dead man. <laughs> dad man. Dad <laughs> <laughs> so um grounding attack dad i'm a demon hi demon i'm dad <laughs> no fun for me. i am disappointed now would it be dad man or just devil dad i like devil dad Ooh, devil dad sounds devil dad is great fuck. yeah dad. <laughs> as jamie has uh, yeah <laughs> 
I'm just imagining like Satan, but he's got like aviator sunglasses and like one of those baby holders you strap to your chest. Oh, you know, Satan's. <laughs> well, there's a lot of versions of Satan where yeah, he's a total daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Hounding Sapporo after a comfortable soccer walk. dad. <laughs> Satan. He's got a bit of a gut. You know, he's comfortable. A dad bod, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So Akira's like, ah. Thank goodness I won the battle. The oh, giant claws through the ceiling. Um, and uh, Siren is basically using electricity powers to keep Akira from transforming. And basically, he's boned. Like, he's totally boned. And he would die here, and we would be done, except for the fact that we have rescue boyfriend rescue to the rescue. <laughs> I fucking love Rayu's outfit that he leaves this fucking hospital yeah. in. Yeah, he's like just he wearing fucking... bandages and a fucking Dracula cloak. Like, yeah. Like a and bot. gets into a Corvette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he straight up gets into a Corvette fucking... We have no reason to believe it's his Corvette. No, right? no. Yeah. But he's he like... just saw it in the parking lot and said, fuck it. That yeah. car doesn't look like a demon vagina. I should be okay. <laughs> the question is, did he have his rifle with him at the hospital. Is that? Yeah, like, <laughs> how did he get it. his fucking you know sniper rifle? <laughs> Look, is that not, like, I know with some hospitals, they give you, like, a gown. Don't some hospitals give you a cape and a sniper rifle? I mean, <laughs> maybe in this hospital. <laughs> the high-end hospital. hospital. Yeah. The items uh, yeah. he came in with. <laughs> he, like, he basically uh, convinced the nurses. He's like, I'll show you a nipple if you... Uh... Well, that's the thing. He was brought in, like, like right after the end of the first movie when his whole house was destroyed. Did he have to be like, Rio, like, Akira, I need you to do me a favor. Either go out and buy me a cape or go back to my destroyed house and see if you can find any of my capes. I think, I think he, he probably just, just had the, the demon spider weave him one. Yeah, there you go. The demon spider's like, hey, how you do it? There's probably a spirit Halloween across the street from oh, the hospital. No. <laughs> they, just got, they just got Dracula capes in the gift shop. Yeah, yeah. spirit yeah. Halloween at a gun shop. That tracks. That's, that's the American version. He can see it from his window and he's just yeah. like, perfect. He like, it leaves the hospital and he's like, hmm, it's cold. <laughs> what am I gonna wear in this Corvette? Opera cape. Yeah. And well, <laughs> you think at least like in Halloween, where the nurses just all wear capes? It's just there. You go. Capes. <laughs> you don't have any ventilators, but here's a sniper rifle, bud. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as good, right? Yeah. It can't protect you from COVID, but it'll help with the bears. <laughs> <laughs> um. At least the the convertible, you can get out of it easily if it becomes a vagina car. Right. Yes. No, it's um, a big advantage. It's a tactical advantage in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So he just parks on the bridge like you do. <laughs> yep. Um, Did not become a vagina car, but if it had, he would have been prepared. Yeah. Exactly. You always well, got to was... know how you're going to get out of the vagina car. That's important. <laughs> Rio thinks ahead. He thought ahead with his Dracula cape and his fucking sniper rifle and his arm regrowing powers. But you, you yeah. always need an exit strategy. Um, so he, he like gets up, he climbs up to this, un like this fucking scaffolding on this building and like climbs mm -hmm. out an I-beam and fucking, uh, just snipers the shit out of, uh, Siren and, you know, it doesn't kill her, but she's like, what the, what? <laughs> 
what? Seriously. And that that caused her to drop Akira, who had been like in a, clutched in her talons being hit with her electric talons. Yes. Yeah, her her anti devil transforming <laughs> electricity talons. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. electricity. What killed the beast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the science electricity, as we have established in our Gogeta <laughs> episode. So sniping out Siren makes her drop Akira so he can become a midair devil man. Yeah, so he fucking midairs, and there's some dope-ass, like, he runs into a truck, which runs into a gas station, and it explodes, and it's rad. Um, and somehow that explosion heals the Talon marks. Yeah, well, he's he gets devil man power, so he can, he can heal, but Siren cannot heal, apparently, from uh shooting her arm apparently she gets pissed off that she's shot so she shoots her entire ass arm yes at rio which is like one of the weirdest things that happens like does not believe she has any way of reattaching that arm either i i think she she can just bring it back okay um it's i i thought it was like well i cut off my arm now it's just my psychic buzzsaw forever yeah so she just fucking shoots the arm off. And for the rest of this, um, oh, so good. I mean, Rio oh, so spends an, like a half hour being just stuck under that arm. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, this fight goes on for a very long time. Like, so, so- this fight is most is a good, good chunk of the whole movie. It oh, really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the latter half of this entire thing. Yeah. So yeah, our our this monster battle comes is basically the the um everything left here. Um you know, highlights include uh the air traffic control warning for um boob stomping. <laughs> um <laughs> apparently their battle takes down a plane. Um rude. Um <laughs> And then uh, Siren's like, okay, fuck you. I'm going to teleport away. And then um, Akira looks for her and ends up in some poor doomed country town. And Siren fucking nukes it. Like, (laughs) she straight up nukes this whole entire town. Right? Much like the angels did, which is where I got confused. Right? Yeah, now this is, she says something about the the inferno or hell or something, but this is a straight up nuke. Yeah, um, seriously, collateral damage. damage. She's a detached yeah. kid. She's got everything going on here. Yeah. And then, but Devil Man can also teleport. So he dodges the nuke. <laughs> Which we find out when he's like, you think you're the only one who can teleport? <laughs> she's yeah. like, yeah, like legit, I did. So. Yeah, like, God damn it. <laughs> Devil man, away. you were just pulling new powers out left and right. Yeah, <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, and she can see it like she's straight up like after they're like flying through the molten hole in the ground and Siren's like, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I really thought I had him there. <laughs> This yeah. is like Siren is fighting someone who on the playground is just making up new powers yeah. every time in slightly inconvenience. It's like, oh yeah, God. well, I have super stabby eyebrows. <laughs> First graders are really good at that. Oh my God. I, yeah. So <laughs> um, and so, but meanwhile, uh, Siren's shot off hand timer expires and it becomes a helicopter. And uh, um, we don't see Rio. We see some blood, but you know, we know that Rio's too pretty for an off-screen death. So... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 
there's a more aerial battling and um there's a bit where devil man's lands and he slides to a halt on his feet and this is one of the most cringe i've i've seen a lot of anime violence and this one shot i think takes the cake for like just making me cringe and that's where you see a close-up of his feet with all the skin like rubbed off from his like from the friction of his landing yeah not like that yeah my my feet are like clawing up Ugh. Um, so trigger warning for that one no good no good yeah um and now siren's just fucking out of ideas and she starts throwing logs at him yeah and you know but her hand's still like miles away so she's just still waiting she's just for killing time yeah <laughs> And you know we're we as the viewers are already feeling a bit weary of the battle, but imagine how Siren feels. Yeah, like um, the nuke attack. He evaded the nuke attack. Like, what do you do? <sighs> so, unfortunately, you while you throw your sharpened wood, the um, antennas show, and that's how uh, Devilman spots her, and they finally square up for their final show showdown. She rips off his arm. He rips off her wing, but they do have one arm each. Except no, the hand is back. Um, and uh, um, then they play like antenna roulette where they, they intermingle, they have antenna sex, except it's not. It's, <laughs> if it was, it probably, they could have, they could have probably like worked it out. But you know, combat. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Siren gets her hand back through her torso. And she's she's uh, losing blood. Uh, she's losing life force. She's you know she's like oh fuck. So she starts praying to the element Xenon. Yeah. Okay. Calling to Lord Xenon. Are we supposed to know who Lord Xenon was? Lord Xenon is the big demon that's trapped in ice that Mickey's um, uh, Mickey was impaled on. Isn't that uh, a gas on the periodic table? It yeah, it's a noble is. gas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a noble gas. Come Xenon. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> now, she starts calling out Basically for Xenon. Known for being totally inert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come to and me, then, inert gas. Uh. He's, he's already, he's still pretty inert, but yeah. like all these other demons start showing up like just randomly and they start chanting Xenon. Now in the dub, they change it to Satan. Oh, that makes sense. Which it makes like, sense, even though Xenon is not Satan. Yeah, I'm like, isn't Satan? And like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's not so. But they, since they knew that they didn't have the third episode and they weren't oh, ever going yeah, to have a third yeah, episode, yeah. they were just like, fuck it. They're we're like, just going to make it. Guys, make sense. we can do whatever we want with these dangling plot threads. They're never going to be resolved. <laughs> so a giant demon the size of the sky appears over the, the horizon. And he uh, dwarfs the very mountains and spreads his wings. And now I'm like, okay, cool. So boss battle, Devilman's going to fight the giant demon and it's going to be badass. And this demon's going to fucking rock his shit. Um, and then fucking Xenon just sends Kaim. <laughs> I got you this dude. 
He really got, likes you. I got it's you this emo cute. rhinoceros. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here's a simp before we had simps, but here's a simp anyway. Yeah. Here's a turtle rhinoceros that's just like, you're so beautiful, covered in blood. Let me rip off my own head for you. Humans are such assholes. Merge with me, baby. <laughs> well, it's also yeah. it's like the rules are so weird. It's like, okay, if we merge and it's your consciousness, we'll be okay. But if we merge and it's my consciousness, then Devil Man fucked me up too bad. So even with all your new body parts, I'm still just going to die. <laughs> yeah. And she's just, yeah, she's been fighting Devil Man, who's the biggest threat to their kind. He's, he evaded her nuke. She had to resort to throwing logs at him. He impaled her on her own goddamn hand. She asks the biggest, baddest demon ever for help. And he's like, here's a, become here's a centaur, a writer, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, apparently Kaim is in love with Siren and he, he, like, he like- Kaim like a thing that's in your stomach. Isn't that you like a... or an action figure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't it know. Is she is just like charging up like, again, the abstract. Like she is holding herself up by like, by her abs. Like, yep. like yeah. well, centauring. This is not a body that is naturally having her torso up. Like, yeah, she is parallel with the ground and is having to core strength her way to being that's what really life. kills her i think <laughs> yeah. she, she decides to make herself a, a rhino centaur um, and she's she, like oh my god i have to do planks all the time oh fuck it just i'm dying just dead you know she's Gone. Kill me now. <laughs> this god fucking course she, she, yeah, she dies mid plank <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing is that she um they do like impale devil man and the only way he gets away is like a manifesting his wings and like flying off and he's got a huge hole he's got one arm and then he like straight up becomes a kurafudo and starts bleeding out and he's like well i'm dead and uh siren grimaces with victory to the heavens um and but guess who stops here yeah yeah she, she just dies she's just happy so she just Ugh. dies i'm just yeah. like oh yeah. yeah oh oh that was my timer it went sorry yeah she dies and becomes the weirdest fucking natural uh preserve arc I, attraction right i feel like this could have worked better if they'd used like the last couple minutes to just so this is like her desperate last chance at victory and is like actively dying and has and is like so uh, like acting on a very tight clock to finish yeah like this. if if, yeah. if we like had ultraman we, yeah <laughs> Yeah, the timer. Her timer is running out. She yeah. she makes a better statue than a Civil War Confederate war general. So that's thousand percent. Oh yeah, yeah. I would place put her in Richmond or yeah. replace <laughs> every Confederate like statue with statues of Siren. Yeah, yeah. specifically right? Centaur yeah. Simp uh, Centaur yeah. Siren. Simp Siren. It's <laughs> out, horns <laughs> out, abs out. Fuck yeah. Yes. Yeah, we we want to preserve history. Let's preserve the history of bird boobs. Oh, and like, honestly, <laughs> let's try and explain this to the next generation. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck these monoliths. Yeah. Someone, oh, some some bank motherfucker would... needs to go out there and just put like a, a fucking Here's dead how siren. You explain it. You'd yeah. be like, all right, Timmy. Well, originally we had some racist ass racist traders up on here mm -hmm. so we tore that shit down we just replaced it with a sweet ass anime look at yeah. that glorious titties 
for your sins. What happens in the anime? Ah, a whole bunch of shit. Don't make a lot of sense, but it's pretty fucking dope. (laughs) That happens, happens, Timmy. I'll explain to you when you're older. (laughs) Read the manga. There's the Netflix. I don't, does it, is it different at all in the manga? Because in this, it's like he passes out and then he wakes up to his boyfriend smiling at him and he's like, hey, why am I not dead? And he was like, oh, she just fucking died. She was just standing there. She died. And, and now he has you, two arms. He has okay. Two, so like, he, so his boyfriend's now an emergency field medic telepathic. <laughs> okay, so. Who can reattach in, arms. In the manga, <laughs> this scene comes with an explanation. Because it really didn't. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I no. didn't we even saw them talking about it, but it was. Oh, yeah. They're pantomime like, I took your arm and I put it back on and I wrapped it up. Yeah, yeah what I, I assumed wasn't that like he stitched it on. I assumed it was just like, well, I found your arm and I'm going to put it like near, near you. you. And then like <laughs> demon healing will hopefully take care of the rest. All, all arms that come off in this do have a ham bone sticking out of them. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> like you could just so- stick it back in there. They just, they don't bleed. They don't like, you just like, they just yeah, like, nobody ever, demons bones apparently don't break. No, just, no, yeah, no. They just, it's just one of those twist and locks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so there is, a, there are <laughs> two or three panels where Akira's like, uh, I distinctly remember my arm being ripped off and now I have it again. How does that work? And Rio straight up says, maybe straight isn't the word, but Rio yeah. says, Oh, your arm. I found it. So I put it back on. I thought it might reattach. And That's it, it did. It did. That's it. <laughs> it did. I will. Sh- I will find there's these, these, <laughs> these panels are on the internet because people like us appreciate the little thing. We don't get a better explanation for Siren's death in the, the manga at all. She just, because she, she still ran out. very much alive and awake at the end of this, but they're like, oh no, she's definitely dead. She's just stuck like that. Oh, yeah. No, she, <laughs> well, they, they have a little bit more of it, but it's basically the same. Like she died thinking that, you know, it was sort of like she had she had been buying time with adrenaline to kill your ass. And then, you know, she just gave up the ghost when she figured that you were dead. She was like, fucking I won. And then the merge didn't take it. Just, it yeah. just ecstatic overload. <laughs> yeah. See, he popped then, his head off too early. <laughs> so did kime give siren head or did she give him head because a little bit bit of a little bit of both a little bit of reciprocation she she sat in his face and replaced it sat in my face face. and tell me that you love me um let's make a sex centaur a sex tar (laughs) um so we do get a little bit as face. as the camera pans away and uh, gives our homeboys some privacy for their victory celebration. Um, we also get some early morning resolution for the Macamore household. Um, they wake up and don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> like, it's cold because of course she is. Uh, little bro is developing psychological trauma, but he has the bunny from the first episode. And, and the that... bunny lives! Yay! Yeah, the, the bunny Holy lives. Holy shit, the bunny lives? Wow. Yes! Yep. Usagi the bunny lived. <laughs> um, and mom and dad are disoriented, but otherwise all right. So yeah, dad's gonna be pissed. Um, so Did you pull um, me through a wall. 
And my, <laughs> yeah, my last two uh, notes here are, was there was supposed to be an episode three, but instead we got Apocalypse of Devil Man, which came out in the year 2000 and it sucked. Um, this is all true. <laughs> and then Rio as uh, Satan. Oh. Plot okay. twist. That does a explain a couple things. So Lucifer. is he a devil that decides that demons are bad actually and now he's going to help humans face the demons even though he led the demons against the angels? Yeah, so he, he was like... pro underdog? Is he does... just, who's ever the underdog, he's just on their side. Yeah, well, he's, he's Lucifer. I mean, come on. So does he become Satan or he was all along? He was all along. What? He was is that the, the reason he started cre- this entire time? Yeah. <gasps> is that the reason he creates Devil Man? Is because it's like, ooh, I regret all this. Let me actually make a protector. Or is this part of like, haha, this was part of my plan to destroy the world? Truly. Now, or he was just like, you know what? I don't care how this turns out. It's going to be fun. <laughs> you know what? Bronwyn? Yep. You win. Yep. <laughs> because. So what Gona guy was talking about this and he uh, he said that he initially was just going to have Rio die. Like if Rio was just going to be some dude. And then the next week he went back to his drawing desk and he's like, actually, no. And the whole Rio thing just came out of nowhere. Like it was just like, like and now I he's... can't kill off those amazing tinted sunglasses. Right. right? <laughs> he's got too much style. He's clearly a morning star. Yeah. <laughs> so he, okay. So apparently he um, assumed the identity of a dead kid that was the son of Professor Asuka, the, the, um, the dead Rio Asuka, because he wanted to um, live as a human for a while and not deal with demons bullshit. I mean, considering what Xenon did to Siren, I would understand. Yeah. So um, I, I guess then are we to understand that Akira did actually have a friend whose name was Rio Asuka and then sometime in between the last time he saw him and when he shows up in the woods, he's been replaced by Satan. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Lucifer. Lucifer. I mean, they call him Satan in the book, but um, Lucifer. <laughs> that's the thing is that this that there's the novelization of this, which this OVA is more directly based on. I haven't read that. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry, devil fans out there. I haven't read it. I had forgotten completely about the novelization until I was looking up stuff for this episode. Um, which is it wrong that I kind of want to. I definitely want to. I'm gonna find an audible it. version of it. Like, right. Yes. I'm gonna make an audible soothing. version of this shit. Yes. Yeah. Um join our Patreon. <laughs> and for my my totally uh <laughs> totally non-licensed audible version of the oh devil man. Oh my god, are we doing a devil man drama? Can we do that? <laughs> um, devil man titty fucked one with a one demon with his tentacle eyes eyebrows listen. his attack eyebrows listen I don't, think, I don't think i can go weird enough it to puts be a... on the demon hat or it gets the cocaine party again <laughs> i don't see the problem win-win yeah. can we do both um but yeah, so um, I'm going to jump into our, our talking points because uh, Rio is canonically 
<laughs> I don't. I'm glad you're dancing. <laughs> uh, Rio, I love it. Rio is canonically uh, in love with Akira Fudo, and apparently ah. one of the the reasons Obviously. that he turns Akira Fudo I mean, into look, double I mean, man. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's also just, he's just waiting outside, being like, "Aha! I'm surprising you in the woods and fucking waving knives at you at the girl you like. I'm a yeah. jealous and make you a devil." Yeah. So Rio, uh, and this is this is uh, in Devil May Cry Baby and in the manga and everything, but um, Rio reveals that he um, wanted. He essentially summoned Amon. To possess uh, Akira Fudo so Akira Fudo could survive the apocalypse. Aww. Um, yeah, because you want your boyfriend to stick with you for a while. Exactly. Yeah. But um, apparently, Rio was really like indecisive about whose side he was on. So he was like, fuck demons. Wait, no, fuck humans. Demons. And then the demons sided with him. And then a bunch of like a bunch of other people started like being possessed with demons, but became devil men. And that became like a thing. Um, and then there's a bunch of different devil man. There's a there's this fantastic character named Miko who gets a demon that allows her to shoot acid from her tits. <laughs> that of is some course. hella lactation. <laughs> I fucking love it. I don't care. I fucking love it. Can we get her on the Legion of Substitute Heroes? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like and she is so fashionable. She's super cute. She wears like these plaid, like high waisted pants and a little like bomber jacket. Oh, and I a love fucking it. That's so fashionable. Yeah. Uh, um, bras are so expensive though. I mean, okay, no, but all she needs to do is wear a, a nursing bra. Just yeah. pop those shitty open and <laughs> and then yeah, I don't think she even wears up. a bra. This is the <laughs> 70s. Okay. Um if Halloween yes. establish anything for us. Yes. Although, I mean, at some point, you got to protect your assets. (laughs) Yes, definitely your assets. Um, So Rio is canonically in love with Akira. Um, In some versions, Rio is actually intersex. Um, In all versions, his angel form is intersex. Um, And uh, there's a certain versions like uh, Devilman Saga, which retells the story completely, but in that version, Rio is actually canonically in love with Akira. And he is, I don't know if he is, uh, I don't think he's supernatural, at least not from what I've read, but he is intersex. Um, and one of the reasons that he and Akira Fudo are such good friends is because uh, Akira Fudo would um, defend him when people would like bully him about shit um which not only was he bullied about being uh intersex but also bullied for being um half white now that's not really um a a, a comment on racial justice i think I mean, I <laughs> you know in japan if you're not japanese i know that uh, i've heard i'm not a, i i am white <laughs> um I am not a, I'm not a, that much of a weeb that I'm going to be like, but, um, uh, you know, racism is a thing. Um, xenophobia can be, be a thing. I don't think that devil man 
talks about racism and xenophobia, at least these OVAs, I don't think that they talk about it any any sort of meaningful way. Um, that, uh, you know, and, and Rio's um, uh, relationship with Akira, their, their chemistry, um, you know, on one hand, it can be argued as queer baiting since it's not explicit in the OVA. It's very implicit though. Mm-hmm. Um, and please chime in um, about this because you know this this does predate the the usage of the term queer baiting, but I think that it you know it's it's timeless. Um, <laughs> and then um, I also wanted to mention, as we've said, the the relationship and and Rio's character has been a huge influence um on uh characters in in anime manga video games um rio was cited direct as direct inspiration for uh rio bakura and Yu-Gi-Oh. um artist oh. has said that uh dio brando and jojo's bizarre adventure artist has also said that um i'm not sure if uh of the late great um kentaro miura said directly said that griffith is uh based on Rio, but it's pretty obvious. Um, and then we have Kaoru, mm-hmm. Nagisa from Neon Genesis Evangelion, who mm-hmm. um, is also, you know, spo- well, I'm not going to spoil it for Jeremy. But he is gay. Um, <laughs> Wait, has not Jeremy not seen Ava? Mm-mm. No. Oh. Spoilers. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're not watching the Netflix version. Unless uh, being worthy of your grace is some sort of secret, like in the closet term. (laughs) We don't have to go into that. No one fucking talks like that. (laughs) No one talks like that. The internet that actually it's not the internet's fault. It's anyway. Um, And then in uh, Puella Magi Madoka Magica, you have um, Homura Akemi who um now we have uh lesbians um and she is in love with madoka and um it's a it's a similar sort of thing where she's uh sometimes like can be seen as a villain and sometimes can be a protagonist and she's very like dark um mysterious in that way um and then like you know we've talked about all the video games um but yeah so so with the lgbtqia plus stuff there's devil man didn't exactly build a house but it certainly laid a foundation yeah, now to talk about feminism <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this one's a no. Yes, yeah, yeah. a big no, 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 no. The big hard no. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I, I mentioned this, and I think y'all mentioned this earlier a little bit. I'm kind of down for the idea of like these two demons fighting, and like he gets superpower and rips his shirt off, and she gets superpowers and rips her shirt off. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, bare chested fighting on both sides. I think that's kind of rock and roll, but like. Uh, yeah, I mean everything around Mickey, especially in this uh, second one, is. I mean, it is Ooh. just so like 
it's so exploitative and it's just yeah. so in your face like boobs and again i just can't get over like rio's like i'm gonna flash a knife and be like we have no time for women <laughs> like literally say okay. we know women we don't have time like oh, yeah you I could do. just say and the and the script don't and like the story <laughs> does not push back against him on that no it's yeah. not like the story is like and then miki proved him wrong and like her role in fighting demons like no nope she's out of the first one she's yeah. not yeah. The to say, there's a point in the second one where it goes over this line from being really horrible to being funny where he's just like <laughs> hauling her naked ass around under his arm like just like just what see is her that? ass running down the hallway as he's carrying her it's just like yeah honestly if i'm mickey can much. you believe like still having a crush on akira in the second one being like okay like this dude fucking threatened me with a knife and then you just went off of him and left me alone <laughs> in the woods yeah you're like you're you're seeing him like you are clearly in love with him like that he's my main competition here yeah <laughs> i mean Rio definitely in various versions straight up says that mickey is his competition yeah. mm-hmm. and um, that mickey gets tubbed yes exactly <laughs> yeah so and um, and again, it's a shame because in the comics, she's got arguably more agency, but, um, she's, uh, not good. And she's, <laughs> she's what? Not good. Not good. Um, <laughs> I will say though, that compared to other more exploitative anime, the fan service in this is not grotesque. Um, the you know the jiggle physics aren't out of complete nowhere right i mean tentacles and her naked butt away from each other they're yeah we're both there but yeah (laughs) yeah there's there's no mom fingering her daughter like in kill a kill yeah fuck that god Uh, yeah and (laughs) kill a kill they have like during their transformations their tits like wobble in the wind and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't I watched that one when Hazel was born because like when you're up late at night, you got to yeah. rock the kid to sleep. So she's seen it. She don't realize she's seen it. <laughs> if Toby Froud can survive Labyrinth, I think she can survive being in the room with Kill a Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, um, the, the mom in uh, Kill a Kill actually is based on her. Her design is based on Siren. Oh. Yes, um, that's yeah. that's. Definitely. I thought you were going to say she was based on a real person, and it was really. Siren <laughs> is real. She died for our sins. <laughs> she is now a statue. She will be a statue. She is now a statue, or will be a statue, just like smiling with that giant mouth to the stars, like with the one wing. That's where Sephiroth got it. Um, she <laughs> don't Um. And the other thing is that, like, a lot of Gona guys' female characters are very, like, 70s feminist, where they're, they have a lot of agency over their sexuality, but then they're, like, they get turned around, and a lot of them get turned around and exploited. Some of them don't, but I feel like Siren, uh, for everything, is, is um, relatively not exploitative. She's she's easily the most competent of the bad guy demons. Mm-hmm. That we yeah. yeah um, she, I mean, we don't understand her motivation because that's never specifically stated, but 
she clearly has a motivation. It's her own. She hasn't been given it by anybody. She sticks with it and it motivates her through consistently throughout the whole thing. And her actions are consistent with that motivation. So like that checks out. Well, she does. She does mention that she is um, pissed off because this fucking pissant little kid took away her demon lover. Um, And so she's here for revenge. So she's going to kill her demon lover. (laughs) Well, he's not, he doesn't exist anymore. He's basically been, you know, (laughs) he's been metabolized into devil man, essentially. Yes. Um, So unless you watch Amon Apocalypse Devil Man, which, uh, and that Amon is like trying to take over, but it's it's dumb. Um, That's that's my official opinion about Amon Apocalypse. Sorry if you like it. It's got some gruesome shit, but it's nowhere near as like interesting or good to watch as this. Um, I'm not going to say good, but good to watch. <laughs> um, it is an important distinction. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so do we have any other comments about feminism or LGBT or mental? Yeah. Well, this thing has nothing of interest to say about mental health. Um, uh, I and, mean, no. Or, or Other than clients. like, put on the demon helmet. It'll traumatize the shit out of you. Put on the yeah. helmet, Shinji! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Join me. Rhea will have to do it again. Um, yeah. Do you want so, your, uh, recommendations? Yeah. So, well, do you think this, this film is worth watching? <laughs> <laughs> to a very specific type, yes. And with context, yes. So okay. with this show, with all of Emily's notes and backstory, and if this is what you then absolutely like legitimately, that first episode was worth watching for that one shot of the headlights coming around and highlighting the mansion. That was that, so good. First five so minutes, for as befuddling as they were, were beautiful too. Like, like yeah. all of it is very incredible. The animation is beautiful. It's actually quite beautiful. It's grotesque in a lot of ways, but it's incredibly beautiful. But legitimately, that one shot there with the lights on that mansion was just—it was breathtaking. It was so yeah. beautiful. It actually just—it stood. I literally spoke out loud at, while we're watching this movie. Like, oh my god! Like, yeah. <laughs> if you are looking for a complete compelling story with like full character arcs and like amazing look elsewhere (laughs) i would say look elsewhere or read the manga where it is a actual complete story in its original proper in its original serialized format Mm -hmm. um if you've made it all the way through this episode and you're like whoa this sounds fucking (laughs) wild yeah (laughs) <laughs> then yeah that's then the mindset to take us. into us absolutely go into it you're gonna see some crazy shit i think from a technical <laughs> standpoint it's it's so well animated like you you don't see animation like this oh it's gorgeous. anymore like it's, it's absolutely all hand drawn you can tell as fucked up as it is there's 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 shapes behind it there's volumes behind everything like yeah. everything has a has a reason for being there like the tentacles there's there's physics behind it quote unquote like <laughs> the way the boobs like distort and turn into mouths mm-hmm. there's you, mm-hmm. you can tell there's volumes behind like it's it's so well put together so from that that perspective it, it's pretty interesting anything else is just kind of like well you either like the fucked up gonna guy shit or you don't 
Yeah. It's got some like real Junji Ito vibes at times totally. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, like you said, the, the, there's real artistry going on here, like for all the gore and all the transformations, it really is beautifully animated. And if you're at all into like nightmare creatures and stuff like Hellraiser and Wes Craven and, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, you're going to see a lot of that stuff reflected here. And this was this was early days, too. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of the the beginning of the evolution of that stuff. And if you're at all a fan of that sort of thing, it's really cool to see where it, where most of it came from. Yeah. 100%. And so like, just as a, as an exercise of, of educating yourself about this sort of thing, it's something really cool to see, even if you just see it the one time yeah. to be like, have you ever seen devil man? Like, no, I haven't. Like, Oh, it's pretty fucked up. Like, even if, that, <laughs> even, if that's, even if that's all you get out of it, it's, I think it's still worth the ride. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> like, Jeremy's is, like, I don't fucking agree with you. It, <laughs> no, like it's it's well drawn. Like, absolutely, it's beautifully made. It is technically proficient in every way, but the writing, um, <laughs> which That's is manga. that like, yeah, many holes. It, and part of it is that like, it's clearly made to be the first two episodes of an ongoing thing that didn't happen um and like you know it it could maybe be like the first season of a show but like it it's not structured in a way that would make sense for this to be you know even the end of an arc um you know like i was saying it's it's weird that like they introduce the turtle and they're like hey that's the thing that killed your parents your motivating trauma um, okay, well, that was the first like ten minutes of this thing. Now let's get on <laughs> to the evil bird lady. Um, is is weird structuring? Um, it's so, like, like the James Bond movie where the engineer's like, "Here's Blofeld. I'm your brother. Welcome to the cold open." All right, yeah. now we're gonna go back to Quantum of Solace, dude, who's trying to get water <laughs> rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. Uh, it doesn't feel like, complete. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it feels unsatisfying because at the end of both of these, actually, there is a point where like the credits start rolling and I'm like, surely there's more like, no. surely that's <laughs> not it. Because because the first one ends on such a huge anticlimax because oh, yeah. like he gets the powers and then he fucking dusts everybody. Like there is no point in the last like 10 minutes of that first movie where you're like, ah, this is a real challenge for him. Uh, no. The emotionally resonant fight is over in the beginning of the movie. And then what's the fight for the main like bulk of the movie is only satisfying if the story is from Siren's perspective. Yeah. 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 And which we literally not only don't get, we don't know what it is. Like she's like, "Ah, I'm so angry about this. Um, It's like, oh, okay. I guess you're angry. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like as far as like, the the things we talk about in this podcast progressive politics and whatnot there's not much here to value um but like from an artistry level the the animation of it is is incredible um in a way that you know the the stuff that was coming out in the u.s at the same time is not yeah Um, yeah very very much agreed yeah and and there's certainly like elements of horror 
that will be used to better effect in other places. Um, and, and I think, you know, it, if it's something that interests you from a knowledge and historical perspective, then that's cool. Um, definitely check it out. But I mean, this is something like an asshole thing to say, but don't, don't expect too much from it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the, the conversation that we've had about it has added so much to my experience of watching yeah. it that yes, I like I it, it. My enjoyment has just gone up by leaps and bounds. So that is a huge factor. The context behind it, the, the conversation, the sort of dissection of the whole process. So that that's a big factor for me. That was something that I, I said to Bronwyn last night when we were done watching the uh, the uh, the second movie, and I said I can't wait to have this conversation because I know that it's going to <laughs> frame this this uh-huh. wild thing that we just watched that I barely understand in ways that I didn't you know interpret or just ways I didn't think of. Obviously, we've got a you know big group here with all these creative minds and some that are that have seen this before and are, are dedicated to it and love it. And everything, and I agree with with Bronwyn. Just sitting here and listening to everybody tonight, and bringing so many aspects of it to light. I I, I really dig it. I kind of want to see more. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Fast and Furious franchise. After a while, it just becomes a part of you, and you're like, I gotta see it it's all. True. Yeah. <laughs> like a new pair of underwear. <laughs> um, or, or apple panties. Yeah. <laughs> It was so cute. Oh. And now I want some. Yeah. <laughs> Apple friends. Have to, they have hand. to exist. Right? Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, speaking of Apple panties, do we have any recommendations? <laughs> I, um, I, my recommendation would be if you are in finding yourself in love with this late 80s uh, anime animation, uh, if you like the tone and it's like just greenness and being willing to go out there, but you want something that is actually a complete and super satisfying movie on their own and is just a stunning narrative achievement in every way uh, and shares a name with the main character of this, check out Akira. <laughs> nice. nice. Yep. Yeah. So um, the interesting thing about that is the name Akira um, usually is written with two characters which means sun and moon together this is this is a uh, t- um discussed in devil may cry baby but um it also can be uh written it's it, like interpreted as light and that reminds me of an yet another series that was influenced by this which is death note because light yagami his name is also spelled with those characters but he ah. call him light um and there's a lot of there's a lot of like thematic similarities but um yeah uh jamie do you have recommendations yeah i i think if you were at all intrigued with some of the ideas presented in these first two ovas Devilman Crybaby tells an actual story. Like mm-hmm. there is a beginning, there is a middle, and there's an end. And it's easily accessible. It's on Netflix. So you can you can binge it. I think it's like 10 episodes. It's it's a really short anime. Yeah. So it it brings it to a modern context. The the soundtrack is awesome. Like it's all hip hop. They they got a, a a DJ to like do all the soundtracks. So like um there's a there's a bunch of kids who it's like 
it's like a Greek chorus, except it's Japanese hip hoppers like nice. boxing throughout some of the scenes, and you know it's interstitial music, so it's like they're you're walking past, and these guys are like beatboxing on the corner and, and rapping so and shit. Um, and then the the other series I would recommend is um, Garo, which is a live action tokusatsu version of it, it's it has similar things. There's demons and horrors that these guys are fighting off. Fewer titties, but there are titties in Garo. Uh, it's it's a it's one of the tokusatsu shows that plays at, at like midnight in, on Japanese television, so they get away with a little bit more stuff. Um, so it's if if you if you want to see a a more horror take on the Power Rangers genre or um, Kamen Rider stuff like that, but you want to see a more serious, darker version of it, Garo is available there's there's a anime version of it there's a couple of different seasons in various different places i think i think there's i think the anime version is on crunchyroll or netflix or something like that but um yeah those are my those are the two that kind of jumped out at me when it came to the recommendations uh what i'm going to say is like a, a qualified recommendation for a movie that also has a very like qualified recommendation for me yeah, it's like I, I um, I've been going through a bunch of movies for our uh, scary movie month already, looking at uh, stuff I hadn't seen and poking around Shutter, and I found on Shutter a thing that is not uh, probably technically a horror movie, um, but is a series of um, Japanese films, uh, and I watched the the first one, um, and I don't know if anybody on here has seen this. But uh, it's called Female Prisoner 701 Scorpion. <laughs> I must have, yes, I have heard of it. I have I've not, but you absolutely have me at that title. Right? So, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's it, it came out through Toho, uh, which I was like, when I saw the Toho logo at the beginning, I was like, like Godzilla? Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it's uh, directed by uh, Shunya Ito. Um, and it stars uh, Miko Kaji, who is fucking amazing in this movie, um, as a uh, this woman who is the uh, lover of a police detective who uh, basically set her up as a way to like set her up to get raped by the mob as a way oh. to have an excuse to get in and arrest these guys, and then Jesus. kind of threw her to the side um and so she tried to fucking stab him to death on the courthouse steps and so justified yeah and so it it picks up with like her in prison and it is it is a prison movie about her you know trying to escape and her ex-boyfriend uh trying to get other prisoners to kill him or to kill her um it is incredibly violent uh including sexual violence it is incredibly exploitative as a lot of like women prison movies are. Um, also, it's like a fucking weird experimental film revenge movie, um, which is like, like she is really rad as a character. And mm-hmm. like, it's not, you know, she's just like slowly uh, undermining all these other, you know, prisoners and guards and authorities to slowly get out and and get her bloody revenge um it is very clearly one of the major influences for kill bill 
mm-hmm. um, including ah. the actual like the song that both starts and ends this is uh it's called urama ubishi um, i've definitely messed that up um but the song that's in kill bill which is all about a woman exacting her vengeance uh urami bushi um which is a great song if you've seen kill bill you've heard it um but this is, is what it comes from initially and it is sung by the woman who plays the main character in this movie oh cool um, yeah and it's uh especially uh like it's the first in a series of movies like this um and it has like a lot of a lot of qualifications for recommending it but it's like this the, the stuff that's there is kind of rad if like you have the stomach for for some reason there's a lot of shower scenes in this movie mm-hmm. there is uh multiple scenes that you know have either direct or indirect sexual violence and every time anybody gets punched in this movie their shirt just comes off it's <laughs> you know i mean that, like that it's been a while of time yeah like Regardless it's been a while since i was in a fight yeah. but is that not it how drives it works? Me crazy i mean i yeah. watch dragon ball and usually goku gets punched until his shirt comes off <laughs> yeah this is like immediately anytime anybody gets in a fight in this movie it's like punch and rip um uh-huh. so yeah it's uh, <laughs> uh it's wild at some points wildly violent in a i had to look away kind of way um but also like super interesting um just from a film perspective so like the the whole series there's four movies they're all on shutter right now um so you know definitely worth checking out if you're if you're looking for something in the revenge genre and uh you're you're not uh, the that stuff is is something that you can stomach to watch it, knowing knowing full well that that's coming when you go in. Bronwyn, do you have uh, any? Yeah, I have a couple. Um, I was just thinking, like especially after we um, we finished watching the second one, and I started sort of looking at the Wikipedia and you know sort of familiarizing myself with some of the things that have been influenced by by um, Devilman and thinking about stuff that I have watched through my life that I've really enjoyed and things like that. So um, one of the things that came to mind was Escaflone. I don't know if you, Oh, I loved that. (laughs) I loved that. And I just good animation. Yoko Kano doing the music for that one. And it shows because the music is fucking off the hook. Right. So I thought that one might be a good, it's what if Mecca animes were, Epic fantasy romances. Shoujo. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Mecca, but shoujo. Exactly. Yeah. Which is <laughs> right where I meet. I love the both, right? Yeah. Where Toonami took one look at that show and said, we know how to market that like uh-huh. liars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take every action scene in the entire goddamn first season and put all of it in the commercials. Dum uh, mm-hmm. dums. I know. Yeah. That was like um, when they tried to make Card Capture Sakura like a Sailor Moon esque action adventure show. I know. Well, it I is. Like, but, but they they tried to make it like a fucking like it like it was Beyblade or some shit. Yeah. To collect a thon, collect all the cards. It's like it's just the tarot deck. Collect them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like I. Now, again, this is a qualified recommendation because it has been a number of years that I am not going to specify since I read these, (laughs) 
<laughs> but I used to love reading the Gorilla High School stuff. Like I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been, I probably, since I was in high school, since I read that. So, um, I, I don't know how well it would hold up. Um, but I feel like if you liked, if you like Devilman, the OVAs, then that is a good way to get back, um, into that. So obviously anything Gundam, I, yeah. I love everything Gundam. Oh I, yeah. I just, there's no bad there. Uh, but if you May want you something- in- May your waltz be endless. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, and if it's the mechas you love, then, you know, I mean, you can always go Pacific Rim. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Gona Guy, for that. So, and I mean, who doesn't love a mech? Yeah. Because anyone who doesn't love a mech is wrong. I mean, you're welcome to your opinion. It's just also wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, do you have any, uh, um, any correct opinions? I had... <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple, but I'm just gonna go with the one. I'm gonna recommend Boogie Pop Phantom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you like lights in the sky and strange auras and grisly murders, you will like Boogie Pop Phantom. It is very anime Twilight Zone in where an event happens, and you find these little stories of these people that are connected to this event. And as the episodes continue, you find out that they all have strange similarities in common with this thing. And the way that it unravels is really awesome. And I haven't seen it in a long time, but I used to I used to tell Boogie Pop Phantom as my favorite anime for a number of years. That sounds really cool. I like this. Yeah, I like that I, premise a lot. It. It's think- real creepy, like legit creepy. And it's gorgeous. It's it- so, so gorgeous. Is it by the same people who did Lane? Yeah, uh, Serial Experiments Lane. That yeah. was one of my other recommendations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Serial Experiments Lane is very different. Um, I remember watching like, that. And, yeah, image, like the, the imagery in Lane is very different, but it is really compelling, like cyberpunk mm-hmm. uh, mystery. Yeah, like Boogie Pop Phantom has this almost like this mist filter over it where everything is kind of like has this ghostly glow to it and and it is just it is eerie and creepy and moody and evocative and I just like I'm looking at screenshots of it now and like I'm remembering why I loved it so much we might have to break this out and watch this again hell yeah Yeah, I've been wanting to watch it again too oh it's so good um so I guess that leaves me and I, you know, there's so many good animes out there that actually have a comprehensive story. Um, I've, I think I've talked about Evangelion on this podcast, but um, I, I don't know. I've I don't know. Heard. It's not uh, ringing a bell. What is, what's Neon, that? Neon Jet, it's New Century Evangelion, Shinseki Evangelion. Never heard of it. Um, Maybe you can write that down for me. I'll write it down. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not a lot of people have heard of it. It's very, very obscure. <laughs> Yeah, um, kind of indie, you know. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of weird. <laughs> you probably won't like it. It never yeah. really caught on. Um, yeah, and Genesis Evil Longoria, what? <laughs> Sega uh, now I'm gonna have to Sega Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. Sega Genesis Evil Longoria. <laughs> um, but my for real recommendation is gonna be Chibi Karagona Guy World because Aww. it is. I mean, if you've seen Devilman, 
it helps because it actually it makes um specific fun of the devil man <laughs> ova and how it is kind of bananas but this actually develops the all the characters a lot more tells the entire story of devil man and includes characters from works such as uh getter robo mazinger and um violence jack yeah um so and it is completely dumb and funny and great um although i actually i will also recommend the first episode of the uh new cutie honey series the re cutie honey like like the email there's the first episode was done by um uh i think it was gainax at the time now kara but i think yo yo shitani was involved don't quote me on that because i can't remember but it is fucking hilarious again exploitative but um cutie honey as a character you know it wasn't exactly building a foundation for for um strong female characters in manga but he did put like it's like he put a brick in a field and was like hey you should build over there uh-huh. um and that's sort of the extent of going to guys like three f- steps forward um three and not 99 of a step back <laughs> um but uh yeah cutie honey um itself is not the sailor moon that we love or deserve but it is um indeed an influence on sailor moon it is the, the origin um and uh yeah and devil man crybaby um i will warn has a lot of exploitative elements it does not do mickey much more um in the series but there are things that are definitely worth watching about it like jamie said the um the the soundtrack it's got a really it's got um Oh gosh, uh, stu- uh, Science Saru Animation Studio that does some crazy stuff. Their animation style is fantastic. It's definitely worth worth watching for that, and it has a comprehensive story, even if the the story itself is somewhat problematic. And it's a downer. <laughs> yeah, it is a very downer, and and much like the, I mean, it follows the comic, and then it ends with apocalypse. Um, spoilers. But yeah, so. Um, <laughs> I can't believe this story doesn't have a happy ending. What? Shocking. <laughs> Shocked. Um, this is my shock face. It ended and I had no one to talk to about it because everyone who had seen it just stopped talking about it. And I was like, oh. if you never need to talk about anime, I'm here. Goes out <laughs> to all of you in the world that are listening to this right now. Um, but before uh, my final thank you to everyone, I would like everyone to um, tell me about or tell us each other the world about where we can find you and what you want to talk about (laughs) on online or just in general do some promotion i'm starting with jeremy me yeah you let me go last uh okay yeah i'm on twitter at jrome58 it's j-r-o-m-e-5-8 uh that's where i spend most of my uh bullshitting hours um (laughs) You can also uh, check out uh, the website, jeremywhitley.com. Uh, the comics, we have volumes one through nine of Princess and volumes one through nine of Raven Pirate Princess out right now. First volume of School for Extraterrestrial Girls is already out. And the second volume will be out soon. Um, 
Jamie is drawing that right now. Um, and uh, there's more stuff coming soon. But, uh, you know, if you check out my Twitter, there's a list of, of everything I've made if you're looking for other stuff. Um, and then, of course, the podcast is uh, Prog Horror Pod on Twitter or Progressively Horrified dot uh, transistor dot fm and uh also on patreon so you know come come give us money we want money <laughs> money good money please money good. more money money now money me <laughs> what that as, novelist that's a auto- great that's a great scholar once said money please <laughs> <laughs> audiobook of the true devil man novelization yeah it can be yours with <laughs> patreon Low, low cost of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Your soul. <laughs> um. And if you subscribe to the Patreon, you get access to all those uh, Fast and the Furious episodes. You could be listening to those right now. And then yeah. also, you get everything uh, a week early. So you could be uh, listening to your next episode that other people won't have until the week after, right away. Woo. Aren't Woo. you a special person? <laughs> Jamie, tell us about yourself. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at angry Zen master. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you should follow me. I talk a lot about like politics and shit. I'm one <laughs> of those like progressive liberal dipshits. Um, I think you're in good company here. Yeah, I would follow you if I wasn't already following you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamie Noguchi on Instagram where I post art stuff. Um, and then uh, if you do a search on Spotify, I have some music up there and other podcasts Ooh. I do. And Ooh. I don't know. I'm I'm at places. I'm terrible at self-promotion, though. So at some point, I got to make a website. <laughs> I, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, Brownwin. Uh, you can find me on all the things social at Shiny Baby B. I like to keep it consistent. Aww. That's smart. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Um, But in terms of stuff I'm promoting, well, I'm developing an asbestos polarized light microscopy lab right now. So, you know, that's going to be fun. (laughs) Brad. (laughs) Holy shit. So that's that's what I'm working on. If I'm not reading (laughs) that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Wow. Well, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to go next? I draw comics. <laughs> <laughs> I read them. I love them. <laughs> they I'm keep glad that saying. this is working. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. The system works. Yes. Steve. Ah, uh, let's see. You can find me. I am at dead underscore anchorus on both Twitter and Instagram. You can hear me on the Talking Comics podcast every Wednesday. We usually drop episodes around 6 a.m. Eastern times uh, with me and my friends. We've had a lot of awesome guests dropping by the show the last couple of weeks, and we're going to continue to do that, including people that are sitting around this table right now. Uh, beyond that, uh, I also am at uh, joblo.com where we talk about movies, and I'll tease it here. I may have something else in the works from Ooh. them in the near future. Um, that, Hell yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you when we're not recording anymore, <laughs> but um, it's very cool. And it's going to be kind of a return to my roots on that website. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, so more on that soon, but um, basically just talking comics and uh, dead underscore anchors. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. Ben? All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Ben the con. Uh, Scout from Scout Comics. There is now on sale a special uh, title box set of all six issues of the Heavenly Blues, a miniseries from myself and artist Bruno Hidalgo about uh, five thieves in hell who team up to pull the ultimate heist on heaven. Uh, they're limited to 200 uh, titles, so you can pick one of those up at scoutcomics.com. Otherwise, uh, Renegade Rule is out in stores now. And uh, check out the comic book tie-in to Immortals Phoenix Rising out November. Woo! Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm, the, I'm Mega Moth. At Mega Moth on Twitter and Mega underscore Moth on Instagram. Everywhere else, just Mega Moth, Patreon. Um, right, now in, in right now when we're recording this, I'm uploading stuff onto my Instagram as some dragons or whatever and some mushrooms. They're so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you so much. I love them um, so much. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've been drawing Princeless. Um, and uh, I'm continuing to draw Princeless. It's, uh, <laughs> it's happening. Um, yeah. 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 And check that out. It's on Comixology or um, go on your bookshop or or bookshop org and uh your local independent comic book store go there and get it order it um and of course we are at prog horror pod and go on our patreon prog horror pod on patreon and uh sign up for all those extra goodies um and the more patrons we have the more likely all of the side podcast ideas that we have floated in these various episodes <laughs> will come to light um including you force but, me to watch uh neon genesis evangelion and all the movies <laughs> yes <laughs> second genesis yes. evil longoria yeah <laughs> i'll draw that sometime yeah <laughs> maybe not today <laughs> well if um if jamie does draw it you will find it on his twitter um or instagram yeah that's what you said the art was on instagram yeah um <laughs> <laughs> all right uh thank you all so much for indulging me in watching this film um i it's it is my birthday my actual birthday date is is in a couple days um one year older one year closer to death and one more achievement that can bring me comfort um in the fact that i've been able to show all of this to all of you and (laughs) that it wasn't miserable for you it was Um, a blast this was a a This was a wild thrill ride. Oh my God. So (laughs) much fun. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you as always for coming on the show. Um, uh, Thank you, Bronwyn, Steve, and Jamie for being our special guests tonight. And thank you, Jeremy and Ben for hosting this with me and letting me host this time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I love you all. And I. <laughs> okay, well, one thing missing. What's that? Happy birthday to oh, you. Oh. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Emily. Happy birthday to you. I'm 39. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's a good holding. One. That's I a like good it. Um, so, yeah. Um, and thank you, all of you out there, for listening. And you know what? Stay Apologies horrified. for the birthday song. Okay. <laughs> don't apologize (laughs) just make it right (laughs) and stay horrified progressively horrified is created and produced by jeremy whitley this episode features jeremy whitley ben khan emily martin steve say bronwyn kelly say and jamie noguchi All opinions expressed by the commentators are solely their own, not intended to represent the intent or opinion of the filmmakers, nor do they represent any of the employers, institutions, or publications of the commentators. Our theme music is Epic Darkness by Mario Cole 06 and was provided royalty-free by Pixabay. Support us on Patreon or contact us on Twitter at ProgHorrorPod or by email at progressivelyhorrified at gmail.com.